It's Monday, December 2nd. I'm Martine Powers. This is an impeachment inquiry update from Post Reports. Up until this point in the impeachment inquiry, what has been one of the big complaints from Republicans and from the White House about how this has all played out? I think it's surrounded a lack of due process for the president. Mr. Schiff has been making the rules up as he goes along, and then he doesn't even follow the rules that he made up. So uh, they understand that process. I think that they've basically said that this has been organized as a partisan endeavor by Democrats aimed at, obviously, impeaching and removing the president. Actually, in the interviews, no White House lawyers can be there. No agency lawyers can be there. The State Department can't have lawyers there. They've argued that the president hasn't been given a fair shake in terms of the way that the process has been set up. What harm would it do to allow the president of the United States to introduce evidence? Why doesn't he? He, what harm he would has it been do? he has been That's called, provided be, he has been provided be, every opportunity to provide exculpatory evidence on any of this and they have chosen not to. No he hasn't. No he hasn't. You don't want to. I'm Mike DeBonis. I cover Congress for the Washington Post. And now as the impeachment inquiry is turning toward the House Judiciary Committee, the president and the White House are finally getting a chance to have their side, theoretically. Theoretically, yeah. In the in the rules that the House passed for this impeachment inquiry, uh, the president is entitled to participate in these hearings, cross-examine the witnesses that Democrats call, suggest calling their own witnesses, present any other evidence that they potentially want considered by the committee. But there's a real question about whether they're actually going to take advantage of those opportunities. And right now, it seems like not only is the president not going to be participating in that, but no White House lawyers are going to be doing that either. That's right. I don't think there was ever uh, an expectation that the president personally would come show up on Capitol Hill and cross-examine his witnesses. But in a letter that the White House counsel, Pat Cipollone, sent to the House Judiciary Committee on Sunday night, they basically said, we're not planning to participate in this hearing that you're having on Wednesday, and we're not sure that we're going to participate at all until you give us some idea of what exactly you have planned for this process going forward. Which, in some ways, I would imagine strikes people as somewhat hypocritical, the fact that up until this point, they've been talking about how they don't have a chance to participate, and then given the opportunity to show up at this hearing, cross-examine witnesses, they're saying, well, we want no part of this. Well, if not hypocritical, uh, ironic. The internal logic here can be hard to follow if you're not on Capitol Hill, but in, in the sort of cauldron, political cauldron of the Hill, it makes a certain amount of internal sense because for Republicans, the, this whole defense of the president has been casting this whole impeachment inquiry as a partisan witch hunt. And when you participate in your own witch hunt, it sort of undermines that narrative. So I think that there's a strategic decision happening here in the White House and among congressional Republicans that to the extent they participate in this, it undermines their best case against it. So then what do we actually expect from this hearing on Wednesday? So I think the substance of the hearing is going to be pretty boring. It's going to be most likely law professors, historical scholars, constitutional experts. We don't know exactly who they are at this point. We'll probably learn sometime in the next day or so. Basically testifying to what impeachment is, what qualifies for impeachment, to the facts that are known about this case, do they fit into what historically has been considered to impeachment. It's pretty boring stuff generally. 
But I think that the theater of it is going to be potentially compelling, especially since you have this whole new cast of characters on the Judiciary Committee, Chairman Jerry Nadler, Doug Collins, the ranking Republican, who really haven't had a front and center role in this impeachment process. And you've got a a committee of more than 40 House members. And the thing you have to understand about the Judiciary Committee is that it attracts some of the most partisan and zealous members of each party who are very skilled at making political arguments, legal arguments. And it's going to be just a very different feel than you saw in the Intelligence Committee, which is traditionally more sober, does a lot of its work behind closed doors. So if the witnesses in this hearing are going to be constitutional scholars and academics, I can imagine that what they're going to be talking about is not the details of what happened in Ukraine and who talked to who on the phone when and what exactly was said. They're going to what they bring to the table is more a kind of scholarly academic argument about what are the grounds to impeach a president and what is the historical precedent here. Right. They haven't been asked to come to discuss the facts. What we're expecting is there's going to be four experts, three of whom are picked by the Democrats, one of whom is picked by the Republicans. That's sort of in keeping with what the general practice is for uh, congressional hearings. And they're, they're not going to be experts on what exactly happened. Who, who did Rudy Giuliani tell about what? What did Gordon Sondland tell this person about that? These are people who are going to say, this is why, you know, the impeachment clauses are in the Constitution. This is how they've been interpreted in the past. This is how the fact pattern that we've seen described in the hearings might fit into the conception of impeachment. And, you know, I think that's going to be the the main thrust of what this is. And the fact that three of those witnesses are going to be brought by Democrats and only one is from Republicans, does that give credence to the argument from Republicans that this process isn't fair or is weighted toward Democrats? Um, Sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it certainly gives ammunition to say, you know, they're treating this like another anything else that happens in the House, another partisan endeavor. I mean, what you have to understand is in it, typically in a House hearing, every committee has different rules, but all committees, the majority gets more say. But I think that they Republicans certainly have a point to say, like, this is not just another congressional hearing. This is the impeachment of a president. This is potentially removing someone chosen by the voters of the United States of America. Maybe we want to do this a little differently. So what do Republicans in Congress say about the fact that attorneys for the White House are refusing to participate in this hearing? I think they understand what the strategy is here, which is to make it clear that this is a Democratic impeachment, that Republicans are not part of this, that they're, they want to create the impression that they're being run over roughshod. And I think that there's, there's a pretty good level of understanding on the Republican part Uh, in Congress that the White House is going to stick to that strategy. That said, I think that there are particular parts of this that they think that the White House should take advantage of, whether it's potentially cross-examining some of these witnesses, whether it's, you know, suggesting that certain witnesses be called. The Republicans on the committee will have some of those same prerogatives. But I think generally speaking, I think that there's a good level of comfort with this strategy of making sure that it's perceived as partisan, that we don't do anything to sort of upset that narrative in the public's minds. So what is happening today ahead of Wednesday's hearing? So today, this evening, members of the House Intelligence Committee will be invited to review a draft 
of their report, basically synthesizing all of these depositions and hearings that they've done over the past two months into a document that is going to be forwarded to the Judiciary Committee. This is going to happen in in their closed-door facility in the basement of the Capitol. We're not going to get a direct look at it, at least until Tuesday evening. This all has to do with Intel Committee rules that they have to take a vote to release it. That vote has not been scheduled till Tuesday. So... And what has President Trump said about these latest events in the impeachment inquiry? So something that both President Trump and Pat Cipollone, the White House counsel, said in his letter on Sunday night was basically a lot of anger about the fact that the Democrats have scheduled this hearing at the same time. The president is going to be overseas. He's going to be in London attending the NATO conference. I don't have any knowledge that Democrats specifically did this to create this issue where he's being impeached while the president is abroad. But, you know, this has happened before. And during the Clinton impeachment, President Clinton was in Israel when the House took their vote on forwarding articles to the floor. You know, this stuff happens. And, you know, I I don't think that the House was going to be in any mood to wait for the president to come back before doing their thing. Mike, thank you so much. My pleasure. Mike DeBonis covers Congress for The Post. That's it for this segment of Post Reports. Full episodes of our show come out every weekday afternoon. You can subscribe at postreports.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Martine Powers. Thanks for listening.